Chris Grace. I'm John Accardo. And John, we have a very, very special guest with us. Uh, today. We do. I've been hunting this for a while. I'm very excited for it. You've been hunting him hunting. for a while? I've been like <laughs> hoping that was a poor choice. Um, I've been hoping to do this for, for a while. And so I'm very excited to have him this here. I, I don't have my gag up. I thought I. I gag applause. Yeah, I, I usually play a gag studio applause. I'm going to do it. I would anyway. say, well, most of our guests were like. They're friends of ours, but we perceive them as at our level, so we feel comfortable playing this audience gag. I say our guest today feels a little bit like we're a little embarrassed to play dumb bits like this. That's fair. That's fair. <laughs> I won't do it. No, no, you can play it. I don't care. <laughs> I'm going to do it. Here we go. Here we go. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Jonathan Levitt. Uh, so we're live here. <laughs> What's weird is when you do it like that, and I'm the only. We're we're sort of mobile recording today, so I am the only one with headphones on. It sounds like the audience just all walked away. Yeah, when you did that. They wanted to see him. Uh huh. He's uh, here. They clap for him, and uh, they got stuff to do. They're busy. Uh, Jonathan Levin, welcome to welcome to the setup. Hey, this is fantastic. Thanks, Thanks. so much for being here. I've, Thank I've you for been, having me. Uh, wanting to have you on for a very long time, so this is very exciting for me. Um, and this 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 room that we're in is. Amazing. We are in a very nice room. We are we are at a. We were in a building in Pasadena. I won't say exactly where we are. Um, this did not give away uh, I will, uh, right, where well, you live. My, we're, my we're address? Your, you were in your apartment building. Right. It's uh, 127 South Orange Street. That's right. In, that's right. That's right. right. Well, I, I'll just say 98 South Raymond Avenue uh-huh. off by one. <laughs> but you don't know which. There's it could, be, several, right. it could yeah. be 98 South Raymond Street, right? right. Avenue Boulevard. Right. Uh, but yeah, we are in. We are in uh, not the lobby of your building, but this is like a sort of a yeah. Hall, I live in a hallway. I live in a historic building uh, mm. built in 1898, which has been the. Uh, it's a beautiful old building in uh, the heart of old, nice. old Town Pasadena, and uh, we're in a. A corridor, the bridge. I'll call it the bridge. That'll give anybody that knows Pasadena. That'll give the hint away. Oh, really? Do they know the bridge? The bridge. I remember last time I was here, um, your girlfriend said she was like, "I'm going to go hang out in the bridge," and I was like, "That sounds like a spaceship." That's Mm. right. (laughs) That's right. I'm going to be on the. uh, I'm going to be on the bridge. Uh, Engage. Yeah. Yeah. Um, This is a perfect hallway for a a set of young girl twins to like be at the end uh-huh. and tell us we're going to die. Right. And actually, Chris, every hallway in this building, you see those twins. <laughs> wow. <laughs> it's true. There, it's mu- the, the, there must be haunting uh, stories about this building. Uh, I'd rather not talk about Turns that. Turns out it was, it, was, it, was, it was the old man who uh, runs the hotel who didn't want to sell it. He was just in a mask. Yeah, that was, that was all <laughs> Hey, funds. you know what? Actually, you know, we've been the site of, of many, many uh, television shows and films. Sure, I bet. But, but for our viewers, uh, two that may be of interest to them is, was the sting, but oh. also uh, in the prestige. You remember when Hugh Jackman blasts open those doors at the hotel in Boulder, and you see the the staircase in the back and the front desk of the hotel. Oh, yeah. Well, those are the doors you walked in today. Wow. Ah. Yeah, so that's neat. I'm going to turn off my iPad so it doesn't keep. Binging. No, no problem. What do you think? But now we all know you're very popular. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, both of ours have been off of silent. No one has texted yeah, us yeah. in hours. I, I'm just going to double check and nothing. Nope. Nobody cares about me. Um, so, uh, John, why don't you tell us uh, all the amazing things you think about Jonathan? Uh, I do. I do. <laughs> wow, 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 wow. I do have a lot of things. You know, I'm going to tell. Uh, um, so one of the things that I think is interesting about uh, one of the reasons I wanted to have you on is because one, uh, uh, you're very nice and I wanted to talk to you. Thank you. Uh, but Thank two, you you're, you're extremely talented and you're an incredible performer um, and, and, and you've created a lot of good magic that I want to ask you about. But what I've noticed is and one of the things I wanted to get into was um, 
some of the things you do a lot in your close-up show, like last time I saw you at the Magic Castle, or this past week when you were performing at Magic Bar, uh, or in your lecture um, about a year ago, probably maybe a year and a half ago, uh, when I saw you lecture at the Magic Castle, um, you have a lot of routines, and I mean this in a nice, in a, as a compliment, you have a lot of card routines that are very process-heavy, um, that have a lot of steps to them, that I think are, that are very entertaining, good routines that in the hands of other people could be boring pieces of shit. Uh, you know what I mean? Uh, there's a lot of like dealing and there's, and there's piles. It has all the, they have all the trademarks of things that like you kind of hear about bad magicians doing, but they're really entertaining. And every time I see you perform them, they really do hold the attention of the audience. Um, Oh, wow. That is a, yes. You know what I mean? <laughs> yes, yes. You know what? I do know what you mean. And, and in many cases, I tr I'm trying to remove some of the process for, from some of those routines. Mm -hmm. um, some routines involve the process. And what I try to do is throughout the process, whatever that process may be, build up the tension and build up the impossibility based on what that process is. Mm -hmm. Right, so it, it they could be boring, but you have to fill in all those holes and all of the you have to fill in all the air, right? right? But also know where to give silence. Uh, what do you mean? So at certain points, you know the 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 uh, I, I have a version of out of sight, out of mind, mm -hmm. which there Kim Silverman has helped me name it. Um, we, it's, called, it's now called eight seconds. Okay. Because there's a moment where there is not, there's total silence right. for eight seconds. And anyone that doesn't know who Kim Silverman is, um, is he's a, he's a very interesting man um, and who, who is the kind of person that would help create a routine called eight seconds. It, it, he, <laughs> is, he is a, a wonderful human being and uh, very creative and a wonderful storyteller yeah. and insightful and really Australian? Uh, dives deep. He is. And, um, yeah, uh, he, uh, I think he, he works for Apple, I He think. does work for Apple. Um, yeah. But he, and he looks uh, like a wizard and he, he, he is exactly how you want him to be. <laughs> He's amazing. And, so he, and he really evaluates magic in a really wonderful way. And, and so we, this routine, Out of Sight, Out of Mind, the version I, I'm, that I perform, uh, there is that, there's a lot of tension. And now that tension comes after some of the process has already happened. Mm -hmm. But the tension is still there. And we're, we're, you know, I think it's important to find those moments where you can hold an audience's attention through silence and not be afraid of it. Mm -hmm. And then when the process is happening and you have to go through some, because some of these effects do require some process, what is that, why are you going through that process? Is it just to, to get to the end or is it because you are in, increasing the impossibility factor? Sure. And I think that's the key. You know, and um, a couple of these new effects that I've been doing recently, which I think you're, I th there's one in particular I think you're referring to with the piles. I'm guessing that might be it or not. I did it the other night at the Magic Bar. Right. Is that the, uh, there's, there's a couple that you have, and, that, and that's why I bring it up, because there's several routines you have with piles that yeah. go into making piles. Oh, um, right, right, right. Well, so I'm thinking of one where you had six piles, yes. and a spectator keeps whittling down. Yes. And there's another one that, yeah, I, I know what you're talking about, where you essentially have two cards selected yes. uh, through in, in different halves of the decks, and then from that point on, uh, definitely uh, uh, fooled me because um, you, you kind of really take a step back and then it is the very 
very apparently fair process in the way that this spectator is just combining piles and shuffling and doing all this kind of stuff. Uh, right, all of that process, was, we're really exactly right, right. In, that, in that effect, which uh, Kim helped me name piles. So he's been very... <laughs> yeah. wow. Those two effects, I, I workshop with Kim. creativity stop? <laughs> <laughs> but actually, it's great. We were, he and I, we were, we were both saying, what do we call this trick? Mm-hmm. And then... Uh, uh, I believe it was Kim who came up with the, the word piles, which is exactly right. So, but in those two effects, but in that, in that effect that we're talking about there, uh, there is a lot of this, you know, make the piles and shuffle it as much as you want, and there's chaos that's happening. Mm-hmm. But all of that is the process to get me to where I need to be. So how do you make it entertaining? How do you make it seem chaotic? How do you make it seem like you are not touching the cards, you're hands off? Right. You know, all of those things are important whenever doing anything procedural, right? That you are removed from that process, right. removed from the situation. I'm not touching the cards. I'm not making the piles. I'm not doing the shuffling. You are, you are, you are. You are. You're making this more impossible every step of the way. And that's the key, right? Making it more and more impossible. And right. that's the only way the procedure plays, right? And, and it just has to... So that when the final reveal happens, there is no way it yeah. can happen. And, uh, and that's, that's fun. And the six piles that you're talking about, one of my favorite tricks to do in the world... Yeah, and that, and I mean, I've I've just gotten to work with you a couple of times now, so I just had the 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 good grace to get to see it three or four times now, and that's the only reason I know how it's done is because I had the ability to watch it a third time. But but yeah, it really. Um, so this effect is somebody picks a card, right, uh, and then it's right. put in the deck, and then the the deck is essentially distributed into six piles, and then that person single handedly with no with very clearly no magician's choice or equivocate picks exactly which piles he wants to eliminate, which piles he wants to keep in, and then those are you, you keep narrowing it down until they find their own card. In a way that again similar versions of that exist where people kind of find their own card, but they can be long and, and process heavy and and, right. and and really bad. So when you see something like that, because I'm I'm sure you've seen many routines that are really laborious in yes. a very tedious <laughs> way. Uh, like what obviously on top of the things you just mentioned because uh, I think anybody would agree that a good trick should have tension and you know and, and mount up tension and impossibility. Um, what what is it that you when you see that that you think people are missing? They're not thinking about because I think even those people that are doing it poorly would agree that they maybe they think what they're doing has tension and mounting impossibility, but right. doesn't. Is is there something that you think that they are missing? Or good question. Let me let me circle back for a second. That trick uh, was first shown to me by Dean Dill, right? By my good friend Dean Dill. Yeah, and you just cut my hair. Did he used to cut your hair? Mm-hmm. Did he really? Yeah. Wait, what? Dean Dill. Oh, you didn't. You, Dean Dill is a, <laughs> on top of being a brilliant magician. Also owned a barbershop in Glendale. It's like a barbershop slash magic shop. Oh, wow. And when I was in tenth grade, I had hair down to my shoulders, and he cut it uh, into essentially <laughs> how it kind of looks now. It's been short ever since. And so he, and so he cut my hair for about two years. Dean was a brilliant. Did you ever know Dean? Chris? No, I mean, look, one guy works at Apple, one guy runs a barbershop. Well, but yeah. Dean, <laughs> Dean was Dean was a brilliant, brilliant magician. He's a great friend to myself and many, many people. And. Uh, one of the greats in magic, and he had his barber shop in Glendale. Anybody that came through town would stop into Dean's shop. I was there two, three times a week for hours and hours on end. Uh, he passed away some uh, six, seven years ago. Uh, maybe a little less. Maybe a little less than that. Yeah. And and he um, and he was uh, he was a great. He was a mentor to me. Uh, he much of the magic that I do today is is influenced by Dean Dale. Mm-hmm. So the way that I'm performing these days, uh, he had a, an enormous impact on my, 
on, on me. Right. And uh, he, he was, what his, his role in life, his goal in life, was to fry the shit out of you. Mm. That's what he wanted to do. That's all he wanted to do. And, he, and this trick was one of them. So, so one of the first tricks he ever showed me was this. It was that trick we're talking about, which we call the card trick. And oh, God. These are, these are tight these names. Are, these, are good. these are good. Sometimes you just have to say it like it is. Right. Uh, and, and, uh, and then I would, go, I would go back two weeks later, and he would set me up, and he would do the same thing, with a completely different method, mm. you know, and he would just—that's what he did. You know, he right. would spend weeks on end just trying to set you up. Uh, someday I'll tell you the story, maybe even today, of the of the the one time that I got back at my friend Dean Dill. Wow. <laughs> it was a good story. It's a good story. So, so um, he was. Anyway, it was great. So, just to circle back on that, he, that 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 trick was first shown to me by him, but we don't know. Where, where it is traced to before that. So sure. to be fair, um, it has a history, and we don't know what that history mm-hmm. is at this moment. I, I don't, at least. And, uh, and, uh, and then I came up with a, with a, uh, a, a, new, um, a new approach to that effect uh, with two cards rather than one. So two cards are selected by different audience members. I, I was thinking about that. Is it uh, when when we did that event together at the Avalon? Did you do it with two cards? Uh, no. I don't know if you can remember that far back. No, but, I did but it with it, one it card. It sounds familiar that you might have done it with two. Yeah. I'm trying to remember if there's a time I would have seen that. Yeah. So I, I did come up with that, and that's that actually is the trick that uh, that f- I believe fooled Ricky Jay. Oh, interesting. Yeah. So I did it with two people. Uh, I'll tell you that story if you're interested in that too. So, but yeah. So that's. That was fun. So that's a great, great trick. But and and that trick has so many convincers in it to sell right. the trick, and that's the thing. And so over the years, what I've done is built it into the routine that it is now, so that it, even though it is procedural, there are lots of moments and bits in it to make it funny and to throw people off the scent. Right. And to to uh, so. But to answer your question, you had a question about uh, other procedural type of tricks and how they fall short. Right, that's mm-hmm. basically your question, I think. Um, I, th- I think you know we when we read magic tricks in books, as we're growing, you know, as we as we're learning magic, we tend to follow procedure, right? That's really sure it, and it's it's not until you get to I think a certain point, uh, and I, I know the two of you can can relate to this uh, because of what you do, that we we find that it's about jazz. Right, mm-hmm. and Tony Giorgio gave me the best advice I ever had, which was magic was a, is about jazz. Interesting, right? And when he said that to me twenty three years ago, that also had a major impact. That was before I met Dean, and that was something that influenced me considerably. Was the idea that magic is about jazz, right? right. That it's that the audience, and so I talk about this in my lecture. The audience doesn't know what you're going to do before you do it, and the uh, so why tell them? Right and and just go with it. Right, they, all they care about is having a magical conclusion. They don't know what that's supposed to be. So, if you know you have procedure, then you can uh, sort of dance around it a little bit, have some fun with it uh, to get to the final end result. But you're the way that you get there. The audience doesn't know how you're going to get there, and so you can have fun, right? And in a trick like the card trick, it's so straightforward. It's, I, I could just simply go through all the steps and be done. Sure. But because of that, that gives me so much freedom 
to veer off and go on any path and come back to what I need to, right? So rather than just reading step A, step B, step, step C, think about what those steps are, but where you need to get to and then go any path, go down any road or any path you want to to get, to get there because it's, it's all pretty straightforward. Do you feel like you have, uh, I mean, you guys probably both done this, um, experienced all the different variations on how like an audience member can not handle the cards the way you want to. And, and you've got the ability to like adjust to what's I think so. I, you, I mean, do you agree with that? I, th- I think so. John. I've seen people with him like drop, yeah. drop cards in, right. in the middle of things or like they don't deal them down to the table. They like, yeah, that's the one thing working with a, with a stack deck does not prepare you for is what happens when someone drops those cards. <laughs> <laughs> That's, yeah. uh, Tom Rose didn't write about that in Monica. Yeah, right. <laughs> right. I, don't know where that's, I don't know where that section is. That that's a foot, it's a footnote way in the back. That's yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh, by the way. Uh, no, you know what? I, th- I think we do... I mean, I try not to put the cards in the hands of the spectator unless I know that it can go any way I need. Right. It can go yeah. any other way, you know? Um, but, but also, you do learn along the way. Like that piles trick, we were... The piles trick... Not the one we're just talking and about. And I, I don't want to reveal the method, um, but uh, there's risk to it, certainly. Um, Which one are we talking about now? Uh, oh, I'm talking about the... Uh, the <laughs> are you talking about piles or piles to electric boogaloo? <laughs> uh, um, I'm talking about so the, the, the six piles that the spectators eliminate. The card trick, Because right. as they're eliminating them, you're moving those piles off to the side. Yes. Um, and, and again, I don't want to get too into the weeds. I don't want to yeah. ruin your trick. But, but there's certainly... Uh, th- sure. Uh, there's certainly the method is Jonathan throws down a smoke bomb. Yeah, and then switches everything around. <laughs> switches everything around. Um, and, and people people seem to have fun. Uh, you know, they, they, they liked it. Some as of them long, are coughing. Yeah, yeah. As long as, um, as long as you put up the uh, tear gas is an aggressive choice, but I'm not here to tell you what to do. Uh, but there, I mean, there's certainly risk. It's it's not all just like oh. psychology. There is uh, some handling sl- handling to there be done. Yes. That in theory could be done uh could could not be done perfectly you know if some if something happens or something falls or is moved in a, in a way that shouldn't be moved could be done poorly yeah yeah so there is handling to this mm-hmm. stuff. you know and, that, and that's the thing the i sleight of hand should support the magic you do right doesn't replace the magic or shouldn't necess- necessarily replace the magic depends on the type of magic you're doing but it should support what you're doing and and you should and so your the ability to handle your objects whether they be cards or or larger props or anything, mm-hmm. coins, whatever, or, or larger props, uh, you should have that ability and not just rely, not always rely on not having to do anything, right? Do you have a, a, a sort of a strong opinion on, on sort of this role of sleight of hand in magic versus using a gimmick or something? Are you sort of an effect-first kind of person? Do you think that you should you know, rely on sleight of hand over gimmicks or vice versa? I'm an effect first guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. I have chops. I've been doing it for a very long time. I have uh, sleight of. I mean, I can, you know, I can use sleight of hand well, right. uh, and it supports what I do. And uh, but I do believe you should get to the effect. So in my close-up routine at the Magic Castle that I used to do, uh, I have a. a uh, color-changing deck routine coupled with the, the beginning card routine. And in that stack of cards, I have a short card and a scallop card mm-hmm. in one deck. And I do Would that... Would you just mind explaining the difference between those to anyone that doesn't know? Because I remember 
It actually might have been at that lecture. And when I say short, corner short. Yeah, yeah when I, it might have been at that lecture that somebody, I think, there, there, uh, that there was sort of the stop and have a discussion about the difference between those two because I think a lot of people did not know. Right. Uh, so a corner, scallop cards are not, uh, for lack scallop of better Scallop card is made that, of scallops. Yeah. So if you get hungry right. in the middle of the set, yeah, that's exactly, exactly right. right. But I, as a, I actually am allergic, which makes it very difficult. <laughs> and that's true. He I suffers am. for his art, and that's, we respect yeah, it. That's true. My fingers are always a little uh, red. That's just a cheese, well, scallop, a cheese card. Yeah. Uh, scallop cards are not that, that hot right now, and people aren't normally use them or talk about them that much. No, scallop <laughs> cards to me are one of the, it's one of the greatest uh, uh, utilities and tools that we have. Mm -hmm. uh, but a corner short is when the, the opposite end corners are are cut shorter. Mm -hmm. uh, you can either use it with a, a scissors or a nail clipper or use a, a corner short scrapping, scrapbooking tool mm. uh, that you can get off of Amazon. I think they're like 12 bucks or something, but right. I'm on my website, twistingtheaces.com for $49. But, uh, and please, then, don't, uh, please don't plug your stuff on our Oh, product. did I not do that? Please. Okay. please. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I actually don't sell that, but I sell everything else. Can I talk about what I sell? Yeah. So we corner short those. And then, um, and then uh, the scallop cards are, and I and I use this corner shorts to to force cards mm -hmm. to locate a, a a stack in the deck, uh, and you know the thing is it's you know I use it to force a card out of a four card routine. It's just another tool to do that. Right? Could I have done that through sleight of hand and other means? Absolutely. Yeah. But in in. In the in the context of that routine, and that routine being the length that it is, and uh, I need to get to it, and I I just it's an easier way to go, you know, to force a card using that. So I do it. Uh, a scallop card is when you keep all four corners intact, but you kind of scoop out the top and bottom of the card on the narrow end, uh, but keeping the corners intact. And what that does is that allows you to riffle shuffle with your thumb to a specific location in the deck. There's some other things too. There's some other cool things you can do with the scallop card, but, but essentially that's, that's what you can do with it. So it allows me to keep a stack at a certain place in the deck, riffle right to it and be done and, right. and know exactly where I am. And in, the, in, in, in that routine that moves so fast and there's so much going on, I just want to get to it, mm -hmm. you know? So I use those tools. Uh, so I think it's, it's totally fine. Use the, use the tool, use every tool in your toolbox is my, is my feeling. I, I, yeah, I, I definitely agree. I mean, I, you know, I can palm a card decently well, but I've seen better card magicians than myself flash palms, you know, in situations where they've probably felt very, very comfortable. And so if I can find a different method, not that I, I, I necessarily always want to resort to a, a gimmick or, or something, but, right. you know, I'm not afraid to do that if I think it will work better or get me there faster. Right. So, those, yeah. are our, those are our tools mm -hmm. as magicians, right? And, and look, there's a, there is something to be said for doing an act that's entirely sleight of hand and skill-driven. Sure. Uh, but there's also something to be said about for combining those things. Right. Yeah. I feel like do? when I watch people... The, the performers that are very skill-driven, or I mean, I'm, I think lots of people are skill-driven, but I feel like when it's very heavy on the sleight of hand skill side, that there's always a thing where they want to tell me how, <laughs> how skilled they are. <laughs> and they like to talk about how, how many years it took to learn these things or whatever, and I'm just like, I don't care. <laughs> right, right. It's, it's interesting. You know, and really, at the end of the day, I mean, uh, I don't want to take a... There is something to that, right? There is something to... You can see an audience at times, in those cases, will 
will kind of lean in and go, wow, we're watching something special right. here. And there is something to that, right? Uh, the other side of it is making it completely invisible so that it's simply magical, imp- you know, the effects yeah. just have an impact. And, and you leave the audience just kind of go, oh my God, you know, just kind of, wow, wow, I think, wow. Oh, I think what I'm getting at is that like sometimes it lowers the impossibility to me. Because I don't really know how it was done, but you just told me like how great you are. Exactly. So I'm like, I'm assuming you did something with the cards, <laughs> exactly. something fancy that I didn't see. Exactly right. You know, this uh, in the set that I was doing at the Magic Bar yeah. the last two days, and we were there together on Monday. Yeah. Um, a half, about a third or a halfway in, I do a coins across routine, mm-hmm. right? That uses sleight of hand, and I, at that point, told very tell, simple routine. It's not like very it's simple. Three routine. coins. They move one hand to the other. And he just throws them from one hand to the other. Yeah, it's, it's like, not even exactly a magic right. trick. It's, there you it's, go. It's, it's, exactly I don't right. totally get it, but it, you know. <laughs> again, tear gas. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that's my go-to. Uh, so, but again, it's a very simple, sort of straightforward, solid simple, routine. But solid. Yeah. Solid. And But I explained to the audience, everything I've done up to this point has not, has not included any sleight of hand, which might be a lie. Mm-hmm. But I've told them there's been no sleight of hand involved. It's been all of these other... Uh, methods, right? All of these other fact, you know, uh, uh, ways of doing it through psychology, etc. And uh, and that's not one hundred percent true, mm-hmm. but I tell them that. So I'm, and at that point, you know, it's it's like, well, how does all this get done? And then I say, this is sleight of hand. Watch closely, which I think actually ups the impact of it. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I find that uh, I, I feel like there are these trends in magic, sort of the, in terms of the way magicians deal with certain issues, certain, certain topics. You know, a hundred years ago, everybody was claiming they had real magic powers. That's kind of the appeal, uh, and in a way that is not popular now. So I think when trends like that evolve, and I've noticed that with coin magic, I don't know how long this has really been true, but I guess since I've been paying attention, it sort of seems like the kind. It seems like the, the general consensus now is to refer to most coin magic you do as a sleight of hand and an interesting... Mm. It, that, that, I, I don't, I'm not sure if that's always been the case or that's been the case for the last you know, 30 or 40 years. Uh, but it, it, it seems that if somebody brings out coins, they're probably not going to try to give you a script or, or, a, or a presentation about magic. I'm thinking of other people, you know, I, like uh, David Stryker, who I hosted Magic Bar with recently, uh, who's great, has a coins across routine where he just talks about uh, Brian Gillis performing this at his birthday party uh, and his inspiration, and that turns into a sleight of hand routine. And so it's interesting that uh, the way... You know, you're right. Yeah, you know, you're right. I, that, that certain props... Because if you're like, this is going to be about psychology... You're a coin trick. No one. It doesn't. That, doesn't, that does not naturally fit. I, I don't think. believe you. Yeah, Are there true. coin tricks that involve audience, like the way that card tricks mostly do? Not as not much really, not to the same degree. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's, it's, not that I think it should happen. It's just interesting to me right. that like that. There's that's a well so you, interactive with. Cards there is stuff. there is stuff that happens in the hands of spectators, mm-hmm. right? Even in this routine that we're yeah. talking about. It ha- two of the two three phases yeah. happen in the hands of the spectator, right? Uh, uh, I guess there are some coin like equivocate things where it's like, do you do you want to keep this dime or this penny or whatever, and you get down to a certain thing? Sure, but sure. that's not. I mean, or you place coins in their hands. You know, a coin trick that Brian Gillis. Uh, I was I that I've seen Brian Gillis do, which I I also uh, love doing, and I've done ever since expert coin magic from when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. Uh, involves coins in their hand specifically, right? Copper coin, silver coin, they switch, mm-hmm. and they switch in their hand. So those things take place in the hands of the spectator. So I would say that there's a mix, there's a mix. But a lot of stuff, you know, Matrix is, 
is, you know, very uh, isolated. Mm -hmm. you know? And, uh, yeah. There's not as much, like, you know, here's 10 coins. Pick the one you like. Right. There's not as much, <laughs> like, yeah, gonna, participation. I'm going to lose this coin in this coin bag. Right. And then, <laughs> here's your coin. Um, Dean used to do some wonderful coin work that, that did involve... Uh, sort of a display, right? So you're, you're sort of laying coins out and people are choosing and, mm -hmm. and making making selections and making choices. Mm -hmm. He actually used to do quite a bit of that. Do you think about um, the, like you're saying this coin part is very simple. Do you think about ver ver variety of like length of each moment, a simplicity versus maybe the next thing is process heavy about keeping that sort of, as an audience member, maybe I never really know how long this trick is going to be, or so that I'm each one is different. Right. Well, first of all, the trick is not simple, but uh, was, but but the yeah, yeah. but the but the uh, the story is simple, mm -hmm. right? The what we're doing is simple, but the the, the handling isn't necessarily simple, right? Right. It does require sleight of hand, but the uh, but what we're what but the, uh, the idea of what the, the trick is, is, is is pretty straightforward. And I used to do it with, it's a coins across routine. I used to do it with four coins, and now I do it with three, right? Because I realized it's exactly the same thing. It's like Tony Clark used to tell me, when you have a fortune cookie, if you eat half the fortune cookie, it tastes the same as eating the full fortune cookie. <laughs> <laughs> and, and it turns out three coins that move from one hand to the next feels the same mm. as four coins, only four coins seems like one coin too many. <laughs> yeah, you know, I, I definitely have, have found myself, especially with coin tricks, I think that's the you know, easiest place to find something like this, is I remember talking to a coin magician about some idea I had, um, and he goes, you know, I said I want to do four, four coins across, like a four coins to a glass with this, and then at one point he goes, why not five? Why not two? You know, why not seven? Like, you know, why four? And, and he basically was just catching me falling into the trend of using four coins because you use four coins. That's uh, right. And, and so, yeah, it's, it's, you, you don't need four. <laughs> there's, That's right. There's That's no right. rule that says it has to be four. That's right. And in fact, exactly. And in fact, the three, and back to your question a little bit, Chris, is that it, it, each one of those phases now has an impact. It, it, it raises in its stakes and it raises in its, in its impact without having to go to the fourth coin, which is a, a, a repeat of the third, mm. right? So now each one can have its own Escalation, escalation, and uh, so yeah. I mean, I think we're we're thinking about how do you take every moment and make it uh, powerful. This four card routine that I open with, mm -hmm. I think each moment is its own thing, right? right. Uh, even though there's four. That's from the color changing deck you're referring. Yeah, to. but all, but the one I did the magic ball. Yes, and I was going to actually ask you about that after yeah. um, uh, after he, what he said about um, the the coins. So do you do, does that? Obviously, I mean, so you 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 de designate that you design that in a way that those three coins are yes uh, a very straightforward presentation, and that each of those has their own, their own very clear impact for their own reason. Um, does that do you go looking for a routine like that to put in the middle of a lot of you know long card breaking up a lot of long card routines? Uh, is that the kind of thing? Do you do you actively sort of look for that type of? thing to, to, to kind of change up the energy and change up the tone of the show in, in the middle as sort of a palate cleanser? Or, or do you just kind of independently create a coin trick, not really thinking about how it might affect your act, and then find a place for it later? No, ultimately, yeah. You want, you, you, uh, I'm trying to create uh, levels you know, up and down and create mm -hmm. this 
kind of symphony, right? Uh, so it's not just one tone, and you're trying to, trying to flavor it a bit. And with that said, I'm going through this transitional period right now with the way I'm trying to approach uh, an, an act. Mm -hmm. And so the last time I was at the Magic Castle, as an attempt, and this is not something I necessarily think is the right way to go, but it's 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 been important for me to to push me forward in a different direction. I did the entire act with uh, with um, one deck of cards, right? Right. The whole thing was one deck of cards. I literally walked out with one deck of cards. I told Jim Steinmeier this, and he said, "Well, how many?" Um, how many deck switches are you doing, <laughs> right? Because he knows me. Right. And, uh, <laughs> and I said, none. I'm just doing one deck of cards. And that was a big deal. It's a big deal for sure. me. And, and I don't think that's ultimately right. Which is, I also recall, you also uh, stayed seated for that whole show. I which did. Which is also new for you, right? Totally new yeah. for me. The idea of sitting rather than standing, as, as minor as that may seem, does change the dynamic of the Absolutely. show. It brings people in in a different way. And, uh, and I've always been an advocate for always standing. But this is really fun to do this. And I just did it at the Chicago Magic Lounge last week as well. Cool. And did that exact same thing. And it does change the, the energy of the room and it changes the, the kind of the stature of the show. Were you in the 654 lounge? I was. I was cool. in the 654. I'm going to do that in April. So I should have some questions. Oh, for are you? It. Uh, oh, off, good for you. You're doing the 654? Yeah, I'm very excited about it. Oh, good for you. Good yeah. for you. Good for you. If you can, you know, stay away from that. Uh, twelve fifteen show. Anyway, but the point is, the point well, is that uh, that uh, no, 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 said. no. I'm sorry. What? Uh, no, I have to tell you. I said I love Chicago. No, uh, maybe yeah. That's right. At twelve fifteen. Right. Uh, no, you know, I have to tell you, the, the Chicago Magic Lounge is one of my favorite places to work. I love it there. Yeah, everyone I know who's been has said it's a lot of fun. The audience uh, is great. I'm, I'm really looking forward to it. It's so much fun, and they're so engaged, and they so want to be there. And I've done the stage, and I've done the six fifty four club. Mm -hmm. uh, it's it's. Just, you're going to have a great time. We'll talk more about it. Absolutely. Offline. But, but um, uh, so I did one deck of cards. And I know that's ultimately not right for me. But I know that I, I, knew, I know that that is something that I, I need to be doing right now to push me in a different direction uh, and change the kind of the approach to the, the magical effects that I'm, I'm going for. Mm. And so I'm sort of evolved. I'm, I know that this is the beginning of an evolution for me. Sure. Uh, but, well, oh, go ahead. but I was in Chicago and... I was talking to Danny Orleans, and he, he pointed out exactly the right thing, which is, you're only using one deck of cards. You need some flavor in there. Right. And, and I said, well, I have my coins with me, because I was thinking about inserting coins in the middle, but then I never got to it. Had this routine already existed during this conversation? Yes. Okay. Yes. And this was just last week. Oh, okay. And uh, so I... So, I took that and I said, okay, I, he's right, he's right, you know, and, and I know it to be right, but I needed him to say it. And so when I went to the Magic Bar this last week, I had just come home from Chicago uh, a few days back. Um, that's, that's one of the reasons I did that. Great. Yeah, to insert it in. So yes, the answer is that I, we are trying to, I am trying to find ways to flavor it, give it ups and downs, change the, what, the tools that we're using so that it's not all a singular thing and make it more when, interesting. When you say you are transitioning right, to... Right, that's what I was about to ask. To, uh, the, you're changing something about the way you approach your act. What's like the seed of the... Uh, is, do you have an idea of like what you think you're trying to reach for or what's missing or... Or, or are you... Or what you're bored with? Or yeah, what? are you walking away from something? Like is it something, a style that you're, you're yeah, you want to move away from or what, what it kind of motivates that? Well, uh, so in the in the... 
I'll go back to the close-up act that I had done for years at the Magic Castle. I don't know if you had ever seen that or not, but that was the one with the with the Nixon doll and uh, color changing deck. Yeah. And uh, there's a there's a call there's a great callback later in the show to a card that was selected at the beginning of the show. You know, the fourth card uh, done with the the fan the fan force mm-hmm. on the opening routine, which uh, I did the Magic Bar. That in that routine isn't called back to for like twelve minutes. Which yeah, uh, which is a routine that I, which is a, 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 a reveal that I don't exactly know how you're, at one point you set a card down to later reveal it as theirs, which they don't know yet. And by the time you've done that, I'm not positive how you have so much confidence in that card. That's kind of, <laughs> that's where it gets me, but it's. Uh, yeah, it's well constructed. There's a, oh, yeah. you know, uh, if, if, on the subject of that trick, um, and I want to ask you more about this, but uh, in a moment, I saw you do it um, at the castle. And I thought to myself, oh, this is maybe a year and a half ago before you did that lecture, um, the week before you did that lecture. And I said, oh, this is a great trick. Uh, it's a great card trick because all three, four cards, every card is found through a different method. Right. Um, and so it's really hard to reverse engineer and try to, if you were going to try to go back and maybe somebody figures out how they got, you know, one card, you can't figure, you couldn't possibly figure out the other three. You know, it's, it's not the kind of thing that if you kind of get one, you get all of them. Um, so I thought, oh, this is a very, very, this is a really well-constructed trick. And then I saw your lecture where you went through step-by-step step how the trick works. And I said, oh, no, this is not a great trick. This is a brilliant trick uh, because there are so many subtleties um, that make that work. Um, you know, uh, we can, I'm just going to say this, we can cut it if you want to. Um, but there's a marked card in play that at one, that the way you look at that, I went, fuck, that's so interesting and it's like a character moment it's kind of a joke I'm a huge sucker for and I always go for things that are funny or or at the very least entertaining that kind of give you some more context for who this person's character is and how they're performing what their style is that also secretly have a method or have some very important thing Um, and and, and that has several of those yeah thank you so much yeah yeah I appreciate that and and yes yes 100% and I also don't use the mark deck for the three other phases. Right, exactly. So that's what I'm saying. All of the, yeah. you know, and, and so the, the timing, um, you know, at one point, the, 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 your timing to, to peak a card is spot on in a way that, that nobody else, a lot of people don't right. really do, and they just kind of... Right, it's totally natural. Break and look and, at it, and, and, yeah. and, and you know, yeah. I mean, even some prominent magicians whose name I will not say who have been on Ellen in the last couple months um, <laughs> do get a, get, get a break and they peek it immediately. Are you it's talking like, about Jerry from Cheer? Jerry from Cheer, yeah. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, I know. And, and I've tried to find an organic, natural way to do it so that right. it, it blows by everybody because mm-hmm. there's, there's yeah. no move. There's no uh, moment, right. right? I hate to be that asshole, but I definitely walked out when I first saw the show said, you know, going, well, he peaked it at some point. You know, right. I couldn't exactly tell you when. And when you talked about it in your lecture, I went, oh, that's so, that the timing is so good. And, and your justification for what you do with the cards is, is, is very interesting and, and very smart. Um, thanks, thanks. Yeah, I, thank you very much. Yeah, where can, where can we buy those lecture notes? Right. Uh, <laughs> well, I don't. Twistingtheaces.com. <laughs> so, uh, which, but, by the way, is a pretty good name for a store page. Oh, absolutely. Twistingtheaces.com. Yeah, hundred percent. Come on. I'm surprised that that domain was available. I know. The time you, uh, <laughs> I know. You know. So I did a. I did a. We actually we shot it here. Shot a uh, a pilot, a sitcom pilot that we had written called Twisting the Aces, and we shot it. Uh, 12, 10 years, 10, 11 years ago, whatever it was. And we shot it in this building. Mm. And uh, we never did anything with it. 
But at that time, I owned twistingtheaces.com. So then when I wanted to make my store page, I was just going through my domains, which I have hundreds and hundreds of them because I come up with ideas every day, and then I buy a domain name for it, and then forget I have it, and then I just pay for those things. Anyway. uh, (laughs) Then you get an email that's like, you're about to renew this. Exactly. You're about to renew this. We need $14,000 from you. So I I noticed I had twistingtheaces.com because I bought it so long ago. I was like, that's my store page. Anyway, that's my story. Great. Yeah. So anyway, back. To, I, I didn't want to. I just wanted to gush <laughs> on that trick for a second. But back to what you were saying about sort of why you're moving in a new direction or trying yeah. to. Yeah. Is that just kind of you just want to try something new? Or well, so so in that routine at the castle, uh, there's a lot of these. It's really a um, you know a lot of magic is happening. There's callbacks. So that fourth card reveal uh, that you saw at the bar and you've seen me do in that routine now. Yeah. In the old routine at the castle, the full routine. It's not revealed until like 12 minutes later. Right. So that's the next, it's a very long routine. Long, yeah. Well, but the whole act, I mean, the oh, whole act. Oh, sure. Yeah, sure. it's in the act. It's in the, in the, so the problem, yeah, that's right. okay, that's right. and the problem that I had with that, not problem, but what the challenge that I had with that act was that everything was integrated with each other. You know, so that. You can like pull a piece out. I couldn't right. pull a piece out. Right. Yeah. And because that card reveal, is not even part of the trick anymore, it, but it's later in the act, and it's part of another trick, and then that callback comes back, and then sure. that card comes back. So That must be sort of a painful moment to realize that to change one thing that you might not like, you have to kind of get rid of everything that you love. It's a whole domino effect. You have to sort of break it down. That must be, that must be like a, a moment, a, a tough moment to have to decide, like, oh, do I actually really want to scrap this whole thing? You know, is this one idea, this new idea worth having to dismantle this whole thing and, and will my next act be as, as good? I That's mean. right. And that was that and exactly right. And what, we, what made that act special, I think, uh, is that it was so well weaved together mm-hmm. and it was this, you know, you kind of kept people going on a ride and it was fun, but I couldn't do much with that, like we're saying. So when I finally did kind of put that act aside for the most part, even though I still do bits of it, you know, but mostly put it aside. Uh, I had to come up with some new stuff, and it's been a very hard process. I bet. You know, and I've tried different attempts at it, and and I and I've yet, and I've been putting in new items and new ideas, but I have yet to get to the point where I'm like, okay, this is this well, is really working. How, is, how long did you live with that previous act? Long time. Yeah. Uh, over ten years. Because sure. it sounds like it's almost like that act was like a little play. Yeah, that had to go a certain way. That's right. Almost like your friend show, mm-hmm. and um, as opposed to a series of entertainments. That's right. <laughs> right. That's right. That's right. And I think that's where I'm to get back to the question. That's where I'm sort of leaning towards now. Is okay. So I've tried different attempts at putting items together, and they've been fun. And, and, and on their own, they're all individually interesting pieces. But not, nothing at this point has really gelled into a whole. Routine, and then this last attempt at this with the one deck of cards, I am the most happy with since. Mm-hmm. And now I know that I'm going to be making more changes, right. but I feel like, okay, I'm starting to understand a little bit more about where I want to go. Mm-hmm. And this, uh, and part of that, you know, people would also come away from my old, my, my that other act kind of not thinking I'm doing much sleight of hand or work at all, mm-hmm. when in reality, right. a lot of work. There's a, I remember Bill Goodwin told me a story um, that uh, he was doing a, he was closing his close-up show with a 
Draco Recorder sort of melts through the deck to stop the card. And um, right. so he, at some point, he would do a deck switch to get into this deck. And uh, I was talking to him about it, and he goes, you know, for a while... Oh, and the deck switch totally fooled me. I uh, had n- no idea when it, when it happened, because uh, he's a great card magician. And so I was asking him about it. Um, I said it was great. I was complimenting on uh, him on the switch, and he goes, you know, I, uh, I did it for a while without a deck switch. Um, and I was able to find a way to do the entire show with, with that exact same deck of cards. And I was, thought I was going to impress all my magic friends, and they are going to be, wow, that was so cool. And then every single one of them after the show just went, when, what, what is the deck switch? Uh-huh. He, goes, he goes, and so I spent all this time and energy. <laughs> right. and so I just went back to doing the deck switch because nobody cared that I wasn't doing right. one. <laughs> right. <laughs> I feel right. like magicians uh, battle a lot with the no one cares uh, <laughs> issue. Right, <laughs> right, right. Um, so... Are you so the 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 using one deck of cards almost feels like you were like in a theatrical equivalent? It's like I'm going to write a show that's just a big monologue, or I'll give myself a creative restriction that yeah. then spurs yeah. further ideas. I think that's right. I gave myself a creative restriction, and now I and I now can expand from there. Yeah, I feel like okay, I've got a baseline now, and I can jump off of that. And it's pretty exciting. And even these, so uh, these two tricks, uh, the outer side, out of mind, and piles, which I've now, in this routine, made into, you know, combine them so they're both happening at the same time, mm-hmm. I think is a very interesting approach to those two effects. Yes, yeah, so it's effects. sort of a, a back and forth where one person kind of has a process by which to pick a card, and then they do that, and then you kind of go to the other person to pick their card. And while they're doing that, the first person is sort of like, now yeah. tending to what they have to do as you sort of deal with the second person and there's, there's uh, definitely a rhythm to the way that you're sort of going back and forth. With these I think people. that's fun. <laughs> I think it's fun. But I also, part of that was to reduce what the, the apparent procedural aspect of those two effects. Sure. So it's not like right. all of the process plus all of the process over Exactly here. right. Two pro- procedural effects. So, right. so that was a, a calculated choice. Uh, and also... I recognize that they're still too procedural. Mm-hmm. So I know, okay, those, those, that was very important for me to try to insert those into the routine. Uh, I've done that. I'm very happy with the impact of those two tricks. Mm-hmm. Now I need to make them better, and I need to take that thinking and bring more pieces into the routine that are, that are, uh, that are of that ilk. Right. That's the idea. So that's sort of my, where I'm going. That's great. Um, also, your... Uh, a creator of magic. Right, and that's I definitely would be remiss if I didn't ask you about The Stranger. We didn't talk about that. Right. Uh, but actually, first, I, I, I thought about something the other, before we get into talking about The Stranger, which I have a lot of questions for you about that, because it's a brilliant trick. Um, I was, uh, there was somebody who has put out a little bit of magic, I follow on Instagram, and someone, she did sort of like one of those Instagram, like, ask me anything kind of things, and, and somebody asked her about uh, if she had a lot of more material to put out, which you put it out, and she had an interesting answer. Because uh, we've talked on this podcast quite a bit, and even off mic, about the pros and cons of the idea of, of kind of having a career where you do put out material and publish material and, and, and sort of what the benefits of that are. And, um, and why John's not going to do it. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm not necessarily super rushing towards doing it. Uh, I also don't really have anything to put out. Maybe if I... Well, you do up, have things to put out. Um, I would do things in your act in a heartbeat. Oh, that's what I can't even say. That <laughs> yeah. was very nice. You can just, <laughs> I'll true. give you permission. You can just do them. Yeah, sure. go ahead. Oh, that's um, nice. 
So nice uh, I wanted to sue you with the money I don't have for the products uh, I didn't yeah. sell. Yeah, what are you going to do? You're going to sue me. That's what we should have. We should have an adversarial relationship yeah. where we threaten to sue each other. Yeah. Right. And yeah, then so. Jonathan's like, who are you going to believe, me or this kid? <laughs> uh, this and everyone's is, like, what, this trusted uh, member of the community? Right. This is going south real fast. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but what, what she said was about putting stuff out, she goes, well, you know, I want to help magic, and I want to sort of always raise the quality and bar of magic. And if I do feel like I have something that can in some small way help do that, I feel sort of responsible responsibility to put it out i never really looked at it that way um i i, I guess i never really considered like like giving back to yeah giving back and like if i think this will if this if, if one person puts down a bad trick and picks this up instead and i think this is a good trick like i mm. am i helping and is that my responsibility to do that never really thought about it that way you, <laughs> and the answer you, is no <laughs> <laughs> uh, do, do you have any sort of philosophy about uh yeah. Out material. So I put out a DVD called Ahead of the Game, yes. right? Which was that close-up act we've been talking about. Mm-hmm. And the response to, to Ahead of the Game, I, I will say that the response to Ahead of the Game has been incredibly positive. Right. To the, the people that have viewed it, uh, the response is incredibly positive. And I'm, 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 so, I'm, not even, I'm very overwhelmed. Jonathan, where can but, I get a copy of Ahead of the Oh, game? my God. Well, you know. Was, uh, uh, <laughs> wait, wait. What's one of your other domain names that is dormant that you, was oh, like a good idea? Uh, you know, I used to have digitalmountaintop.com. <laughs> that, was a good, that was a good one. That was a good one. That's good for like an e-Buddhist yep. uh, meditation. And it, it, was about, it was about answering all questions. Hey. Right? It's pretty cool. <laughs> anyway, so. Um, <laughs> um, but uh, I. I uh, and I'm thinking about giving up JonathanLevitt.com just because I'm tired. So I, I, uh, I, so I put this out, and I'm very proud of that DVD and, and what those DVDs, those now set of online streaming videos, mm-hmm. but w- with over five hours of content. Is that, that ahead of the game? Is that also available for stream? It is. It oh, is. Great. It is. I do have DVDs, but the, but really, uh, it's available for streaming. So the people that have that have had that throughout the years have been very positive about about it because it it's a it's it talks about it's every trick in that act broken down the methods of every effect but it's also everything that happens in between all the psychology the audience management the structure of the routine every, all of it is is in there does this include the trick that you guys were just talking about yeah. yes absolutely so that's where i can buy my like the yeah. thing yeah it's all there cool. and people have said to me why are you doing this this is your act and I think this is to the, po- the question you're asking. Mm-hmm. And my feeling is, well, if I pass away tomorrow, get hit by, a, you know, what's the point of not releasing it? What's the point of holding that so dear that any of these ideas that may be helpful to people, what's the point if they, if they never got out there? Right. And, and I, do, do I expect that anybody's going to copy my act? No, I don't. Uh, do I expect that they'll copy it in the way that I'm doing it? No, I don't. If they want to, go for it. Nobody will do it in the same way that I do it. They'll do it in the way they do it. Especially right? anybody that is um, you know, talking to an audience, interacting with an audience. Uh, one of the things that makes your act so good, and, and one of the reasons these tricks work so well, as they do for, for how long they are and how, how much process it is, and is that they are very distinctly you in the way that you perform them. And, and your style and personality and, and character, if you want to use that word. I don't sure. know if you would buy into the idea of performing the character. Some I would. People, some yeah. people do and some people don't. Um, your do. character in that case uh, is very, very clear. And nobody would be able to, you know, that's the thing is that the, the experience of those tricks is not, in my opinion, inherently in the trick themselves. It's a lot of, of, of you and the audience. 
And I've talked about this on the podcast many times as well, is sort of the, the bar for originality kind of needs to be that if even if you're doing tricks that exist and other people are doing, if I were to pull you out and put somebody else in, would I get the same experience? Right. And if the answer is yes, then you're doing something really wrong. And that's what with something like you. If I were to take you out and put somebody else in, right. I would get a very different experience. Uh, Absolutely. And that's why I think that lecture was so valuable and this information is so valuable because it's never really just about the card trick that you're teaching people. There's so much detail and so much knowledge uh, beyond that. I, this I, sounds like me trying to do the Danny DRT's force that we learned in Ohio and I did it with my husband. He was like, why are you just handing me this card? Like, right. Because that's what Danny DRT's does. Uh, he literally just tells you, take this and people are like, oh, okay. Right. <laughs> but, but, and that's, but in the, in the context of the whole picture right. and his right. whole and energy. His whole vibe yeah. and, energy, you know, and you can't just, you have to have all of that yeah. to make it work. I, I think that's totally true. So yeah. I will yeah, say I saw- he disagrees with that. In, in his lecture, he said that that's, everyone says that to him, oh. that you have to be him to do his material. He doesn't believe that. But then <laughs> it is, it's, it's not as easy as he makes it sound. I can see that you don't have to be him, yeah. but, but you have to bring more to the table. Right. You, know, you have to encompass it. Right. And you have to package it. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, that, that, uh, that's one of the reasons why I think these routines are so good. Why, they're so interesting right. to learn from them. And when, I, when I saw Juan Tomarez give like, a little workshop... He was like, I'm not really going to teach you very many tricks. He goes, you can learn card tricks anywhere. He goes, but I really want to talk to you about this other thing. And I think you're, it's, it sounds like you're... This is a multi-level marketing scheme. That I yeah, have. yeah. That's, you just that's get, right. Amway. If you just get three to, friends... That's uh, right. <laughs> to buy my book. Right. Right. And then they three of their free, friends yeah, to yeah. buy my book. Right. That's right. Um, yeah, and, I think and so. And then you've learned the stack. Yeah, and you've learned the stack. 52 people in. Uh, before we go, I do... Yeah, I want to ask you about The Stranger. Yes. Because uh, that's... That's your big push right now. Yeah, right. Um, um, how so many years has this taken? Well, let me just say, let me just b- circle back for a second. So I really do believe, just to button mm-hmm. up on that question, oh, sure. I do believe that we have a responsibility to share what we can share because we are, we are inherently a group of people that lives off of its secrets. Mm-hmm. And if we maintain those secrets in such a way from other people in our art, we are only doing our art a disservice. And so I, I do believe, you know, I mean, there's a time to do it, mm-hmm. right? But I, but I do believe we should share, you know? And look at David Regal as a, as a good example. Because sure, that guy, oh my, so much oh my God, he's a machine, you know? But he's always putting out new material and sharing it with people. Right. And, uh, and it's, ama- it's and amazing. I don't, I don't know all of the stuff, but I mean... Yeah. So much of it is so so good. It's amazing. You know, it's it's, it's not like he's just peddling crap. No, the way that it's there probably amazing. are people out there that are doing. And you can take almost any of his ideas and apply them to other things too. You, you know, know um, in my Peller show with Robert, uh, we 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 used a Regal method that had just come out in that new book. Ooh. Um, so Which, yeah. by the way, you're having to, you're not having to do. You're getting to do. Right, again, we're doing that. Yeah, this tonight through right. this weekend. Oh, you're yeah. doing it tonight. Through tonight. Yeah. Oh, cool. Oh, you start tonight. Yeah, when is it? Oh, well, yeah. I'll see you tomorrow. Yeah. yeah. Good. Uh, so, so yeah. Anyway, so I, I do, I do believe we have a responsibility to do it. I'm happy to do it. I often tell people, I'll tell you anything. Mm-hmm. I'll expose anything to you. Right. Um, even those things that are for sale on my twistingtheaces.com website. Uh, but all of those things are totally available. Sure. To well, I, I, I always appreciate this approach because it feels like it comes from a position of strength on your part, which is that like you're not threatened by it, you exposing something isn't giving it what's great about your act to them. Right. You it's don't just, have to go too far in this community to find fragility. 
yeah. which you do not, which you do not have. Yeah, uh, thank you. Very nice. Yeah, thank you. Now I'm, I'm, I'm really, you know, and I consider myself a teacher. You know, in life, right? Sure. I try to be a teacher, and um, and I actually do teaching in other areas of my life, and so I like that. I like to be able to help. I love lecturing for magicians, and I love to share ideas, and love to have workshops, and that's right. right. Yeah. So yeah, so the stranger. Yes. Uh, what is the genesis of that? Um, how long have you been working on it? Two years. Two years now. Uh, started about two years ago. Uh, I would be really shocked if anybody listening to this hadn't at least heard of it. Uh, do you want to? Do we you know we have listeners that are that have those badges. <laughs> I'm, those, a, I'm a stranger. I saw those badges in Ohio. Oh, cool. I saw at least two of them. Oh, that's good. That's yeah. good. Uh, you were not in Ohio, right? You were not. I wasn't. Okay. I wasn't. Yeah, um, unfortunately. So, uh, do you have like an elevator pitch on what the stranger is to, to anybody that doesn't might yeah. not know about it? Yeah, and then I'll give you the history because because yeah, uh, it's. It uh, for me it started with Robert Ramirez. Right, I do yeah. remember that. Yeah. Uh, so the the uh, the elevator pitch is it's a it's a it's a new take on the wizard. I did man, I did the wizard. When I was like fourteen. Yeah. This is my math teacher once. Did you really? Yeah. She's did you with magic. your math teacher or to your math teacher? With. Oh, so you, was your math teacher the wizard? I think so. Oh, that's pretty cool. Yeah. That's neat. Uh, yeah, I would. I, so that's. I would say that's where it come. Where it's an evolution of the right. wizard, right? But the idea is you that know you, the wizard is Chris. Uh, no, but it sounds like you went to Hogwarts. Yeah, you. It's you would call somebody and it's they're going to name your card. Uh-huh. And I believe what is it's the way I learned it is what they do is you have a couple of phrases like, yeah, right. like, yeah, that's right, or uh, they're like, yeah, that sounds good. I'm going to put you on with this person. Like each of those. So the, right. the wizard goes. Uh, um, they just on the other end of the phone. I think they just go uh, black or like uh, like club, heart, spade, or diamond. They say when they say the right one, you go uh huh, or like just like some innocuous phrase <laughs> on the phone, and they know club. And they go ace, two, three, four, and then when you do five, you go oh I'm gonna put you on now, and then they know it's like five of clubs, and uh-huh. then you tell, and then it's another person watching talk to this person, and they go your card is the five of clubs, <laughs> like something like that. It's fantastic, uh, and there are different there are different approaches or ways to. In fact, I'm I'm gonna offer this up to your viewers. If anybody gets in touch with me directly, I have a I have an ebook with methods and thinking on the wizard. Sure. The the old school wizard oh. and different ways to approach it, and I'll send that ebook so to them. A fifteen year old who has a cool math teacher that wants to help you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty it's pretty neat. It's a, it's it's great, and but uh, this is a modern take on it. So the evolution of it. So this started. Robert had shown me a way to uh, to perform this, and in a small group of us were were doing this together. Right, we were we were uh, we were all kind of each other's wizards, really, and it was totally fine and we were having a ball and I and I just sat and I thought you know what there's probably a way to streamline this or or add some to enhance it a bit with some other functionality and so I said I should create a trick that does this create an Create a, a piece of technology that does this. Uh, in the old version, the wizard version, it's, you're using just a regular old phone and you're calling somebody. Right? Yes, yeah, that's yeah, right. Yeah. That's right. right. Could be a rotary phone. Right. Yeah. Uh, but in this, you're using your cell phone. Right. Right. So you've got other options, basically. I mean, yeah. And so now, I then I started down the, the the road of figuring out how. This is mostly magicians that listen to this, right? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I can tell you that it's an it's an app, 
right? Mm-hmm. I can say oh, that. Oh yeah, for sure. Oh yeah. And be safe doing also, that. you want us to know it's an app because right, so we can go buy it. Yeah, right, right, exactly, <laughs> exactly. So, so and anybody who's anybody who's now fifty-eight minutes deep in this podcast, <laughs> right, right, good point. Good point. Or, or they're just the they're asleep because they put it on just so they they drift off. Yeah, oh, that's right, races. that's right. And then yeah. they wake up with the word app. But so I said, okay, I'm going to make an app. Uh, Have huh. you made an app before? So then I said. How do I make an app? <laughs> <laughs> so I started the process of learning how to make an app, right? Uh, of learning the the, the pro- now my Did background. Any experience well, my background or? is in software. Oh, okay. So uh, we used to work. I work in software today and technology today, and I and I used to work for a major software company. And so my background is in software development and project management and product management. But I don't. Do other than some simple HTML and CSS coding, I don't and I don't do coding. Mm-hmm. So, and I hadn't actually gone through the process of making an app for a phone. So I started the investigation, and I eventually. Well, I don't know how much of this you want to know. Well, you, I mean, did you end up project managing it? Yeah, I did. Yeah, and, yeah. and I do everything, right? So I, right. I do all the design work, all the graphic design work. I do uh, all the flow. I understand exactly what I want the app to do, all the feature sets that I want it right. to have. You didn't actually sit and code the code. But I didn't actually code it. Is it Swift or Objective-C? It's Swift. Okay. Yeah, for, for, for iOS. Android yeah, yeah. will be available at the end of March. Yeah, okay. I've heard of all these words. Yeah, <laughs> Swift is the new, you know, the thing Apple. Yeah. Apple. So, so I, so we, we, so I, I was able to find a developer and we spent a year and a half developing it and eventually brought it to market. And uh, what it was at the very beginning to what it was when it was released very, very different. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, there's the, some of the functionality that makes it so amazing today wasn't even in my mind's eye when I first started the, the, the whole routine right. or the whole, the whole process. So it really went through an evolution in that year and a half. And then, uh, then I released it. And I have to say to uh, very positive uh, yeah, gl- glowing, abundant reviews. Right. Well, I mean, yeah. so, I mean, I've said this to you off mic many times. Is I mean, it's like that trick is, is built to kill. Yeah. Uh, it, I, I've never seen it not because it can't do anything else. There's, you know, it, it just it just kills every time people. Every do time, it. every time, and there are different levels of killing. Right. But it kills. Right. I, I, I mean, a testament to that is on Monday you did it twice, and the second show. <laughs> Uh, it it destroys, and I, I I taped this for you, so I know it did. Yeah. Um, it, it was inc- it just like people went insane for it, and at the end you were like, yeah, that was, that was fine. Uh, you know, that was like a that was like a three out of five. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> right. uh, I was blown away that that was that, that was a yeah. low, that was the, the you know unsatisfactory end of yeah. that for you. And it always now, it makes me very sad when we don't get the five. You know, when I'm like, right. oh, I just shot. You know, so <laughs> so, but it's somewhere out there. There's a six. Oh, it, it's well, and you know what? It might have been last night. You were telling, just oh, telling me about that off mic. Man, it was great. But but um, so so and there, there it's built in such a way to 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 raise the impact of the effect, right? And it, it, so there are elements and there, there are features within the app that help to sell it and help to, to really make it convincing. Right. And, uh, and it just raises it up. And, and quite frankly, pretty much after every show, that's the trick they talk about. Of course. And I've, we were just in Texas uh, over the holidays, Casey and myself, and uh, we, met, we ran into one of her friends. She comes up to me, First words out of her mouth, right? First words, not even a hello, was, oh my God, you did that phone trick. And that was one year prior. Wow. Mm. 
and uh, so that's it's it's it gets the biggest impact right. I've ever received. What's interesting is, is as you talk about to bring this full circle a little bit as we as we begin to, begin to wrap up is you uh, mentioning all of the things that now sort of exist with it, all the things you're getting, and and I don't know how many of these you want to tip off, but there's a lot of little things in there that really make that go a long way, especially for the the uh, thirty languages uh, yes. that you can get it in. Yes. Um, and all the different ways your phone can do certain things is yeah. What's interesting about what one of the things that makes that so good is that much like the stuff you're getting when you buy, you know, ahead of the game or, or and, and you learn these card tricks is you really it's not just the trick you're getting. There's a lot of other things in it that really support it. That's right. Um, there is a weird variant where Jonathan asks to select a card and then he just plays Candy Crush. Yeah. For twenty minutes. Yeah. <laughs> right. In front so of if the you're audience. feeling avant-garde, you and can then at the end that. of it, it's the at the end of the level, it's like, here's your card. Here's your yeah. here's your card. And See, I mean, to me, it seemed long, but right. That's right. Well, I don't know the millennials. Well, to them, they're more focused on the tear gas. Uh, yeah. So before we go, so where can people find the stranger? Oh, the stranger is found at thestrangerapp.com cool. or through my website, could, thestrangerapp.com. Could somebody just go on the Apple yeah, the app store? And, quite and frankly, buy it? that's how you buy it. Mm-hmm. You know, even on my website, it's going to direct you. Sure. To the app store. Is there any for you? Just if people want to support you, is there any benefit to doing it through your website or something? There, like there that? isn't. Okay. Um, you can't. It's funny. I've been at these trade shows and people come up to my booth with money and credit cards. I go, I would love to take your money, but I can't. Right. You have to go to the app store to buy it. That's mm-hmm. that's it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's on the Apple App Store and it will be on the Google Play Store. Uh, Very cool. Hopefully by the end of March is what we're looking for. That's so, been a more complicated process? It has been. So yeah. this has been, so after we re- released, uh, I then, once it was in the world, I knew that I needed to move in a, at a much quicker pace uh, to be able to adapt, put out updates. I wanted this international version in 30 right. languages to be become available. Version 2.0, which comes out at the end of March, is a major leap forward. I, I have not stopped in development. And is that the one I'm on? Version 2.0? Yeah. You don't ha- no, nobody has that yet. No, but I'm saying, is that the one that I'm... I, I, I helped, uh, that I recorded for? Oh, oh, uh, no, you're, you actually will be in it any day now. <laughs> oh, you, you're in it now. No, you, there's, <laughs> there, there's one element. Oh my gosh. Yes, you are. Actually, there's one element of what you did that's in it right now. Oh, interesting. Yeah, it's awesome. Uh, and I'll, it I'll is awesome. We'll afterwards. do it afterwards. I, I don't know. I also don't want to like spoil what it means when I say I'm on it. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I yeah, 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 yeah. There there's, 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 there's different ways to uh, perform the effect. Right. And one is uh, by calling a completely live person. And when you get them on the other end of the phone and whether you go to a FaceTime, video FaceTime call or you're just having a regular phone conversation over the audio, uh, they end up revealing the card, right? And so, and they just know the card. It's amazing, right? right? Uh, or you can interact with built-in recordings, I'll just be honest here, uh, that, are, that sound like conversations, right? So you, you're having a phone conversation and you fool people with this. I mean, the people really believe you're having a phone conversation and then any card is revealed. Uh, it's really fun. And... Uh, so you helped with some of those recordings for the U.S. Uh, right. region, and uh, you also helped with a recording that is a convincer where uh, you call someone, and the first call you make, you have this very quick interaction with them, and they end up hanging up the phone. <laughs> oh, that's uh, right. I did you two, didn't that's I? Right. I forgot. And that's already been integrated into the app. And that's right in John's wheelhouse. Yeah, it's, it, was, it was great. You'll, I'll let you listen to it afterwards. Yeah. And, then, and then after that... Um, 
the other recordings that you made will become available very, very soon. But that's not actually in version two. That's in this version right now. Once I edit them and I make them available in the app, anybody that has the app now can download them. Mm-hmm. So okay. as I finish it's up like the languages as well, like, let's say I'm, I'm, do, I'm, I'm still editing um, some of, of the other languages that are out there. I make them available, and now those people in those regions can download them without having to update their app. Mm-hmm. So all of that work has been done after we released, right? I wanted to be more agile. And so I ended up uh, parting ways with my developer, who it was a very amiable, uh, br- you know, I'm going to say breakup, because we no, we were together for a year and a half. Mm. And he was great, really, really terrific. And he got us to where we needed but to be. you wanted to iterate. But I need to iterate. Yeah. So uh, I now have, uh, I'm, I'm partnered with a studio, uh, a, a development studio. I have developers on payroll. And this has gone, this has gone to a whole other level. And so now uh, we are putting out updates where we're changing the, the, the way that the, the, uh, the app behaves and thinks behind the scenes. Uh, we're making major changes. It's really fun. And we're able to move much quicker. And this next version, version 2.0, is going to allow for things like words and a mother of all book test and numbers and other custom information to be communicated to the stranger. And it's going to open up the, the floodgates of creativity uh, because it opens up the options to kind of do anything you want. And so it's really a major step forward for me, and that's why it's version 2.0. So yeah, it's been, it's been totally fun, but as Casey will tell you, uh, it's exhausting sure. for both of us because I'm up every single yeah. night talking to the developers in India. And uh, you know, I assume you've entered a customer service dialogue with all the people that have bought it. I am actively, actively engaged. Yeah. And, and p- anybody that, will, that has this and sees it will tell you that I am actively engaged. We have a, face, a thriving Facebook community, private community, with this wonderful group of people, amazing, amazing community of strangers. And I always knew from the very beginning, I always knew this, that I wanted, uh, the reason I called it, the, one of the reasons I called it the stranger, was I wanted strangers to become friends. Oh, and, nice. and this community has been incredible and right. very supportive and very uh, generous to each other. And then at an outgrowth, and I'm very engaged with that community, and an outgrowth of that community, we have a WhatsApp group. And this group in the United States has over 100 people in it now. And you, you, these are all strangers that want to help mm. each other. So you literally can put into the WhatsApp group, uh, hey, I need somebody to help me right now. I need somebody to help me in, in an hour, in 20 minutes, whatever. And within moments, you'll have a stream of people that will respond with, I can help you. I can help you. I'm here for you. And so uh, at any moment, you have people that are willing to help you be a stranger uh, for you. And what's amazing about that is that these are magicians that aren't trying to make themselves look good. They're trying to make you look good. Mm-hmm. And what an amazing community that That's is. That's great. Yeah. And so now what we're doing is we're starting to form those WhatsApp groups in, uh, in other countries as well, Germany and France. Right. And, uh, After India. the big rollout at Exa- uh, exactly. Uh, exactly. Blackpool. Yeah, so so that's five, all five years from now, Jonathan is the CEO of a social media network <laughs> right. called The Stranger. It has nothing to do with magic anymore. He's right. just like a billionaire. Right. Like, how did this get started again? Right. Well, I can tell you the trajectory for where I'm going now, I will never be a, million, a billionaire uh, <laughs> or a millionaire uh, because most of the money that I'm making is going back into R&D. Right. It's very, it's, so this is, really has become a passion project. You know, yes, I would like to uh, have more income from it, uh, but, it's, but it's been very much of a lot of it's going back into And to, are you having fun doing it? I am. I'm having an absolute ball. I'm exhausted. Uh, I'm 
burning the candle at both ends because I'm actively engaged. I'm working with the developers. We're moving very fast. We're building, 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 putting in new features, uh, new UI. I mean, really making big changes that I think will enhance the impact of the effect overall uh, even more so. And so it is tremendous fun for me, uh, and it's exhausting. Mm. But uh, but it's but I but I'm I'm committed. I'm all in financially mm. and emotionally. I'm all in. Um, and you're touring and performing at the same time. Right yeah, still that. doing a lot of. Do you magic have any? And, yeah. show, we'll put this out in the next twenty four hours. Do you have any shows coming up that you want to plug or? No, I don't think I do at this moment. I'm I'm really you know I've been doing a lot of traveling and now I'm back and. Um, nothing public to, to uh, if, talk if people about. want to like follow you and keep up with what you're doing is there a place where they can do that yeah uh, my, my website jonathanlevitt.com is there I don't often keep a schedule up there which is mm-hmm. odd uh, my Facebook page I'll occasionally post there and my fa- Facebook fan page is the best place to see that on Jonathan Levitt on Facebook mm-hmm. one T uh, on Levitt but uh, yeah and so it's it's been very busy I'm actually looking forward to a little bit of uh I'm going to put in air quotes downtime. Sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, before we go, and I know we, we, we have to wrap up, uh, do you, can you quickly tell us the time you fooled Dean Dill? Is that, oh. is, there, is there a way? To- oh, I didn't fool him. We just played a prank on him. Go. Okay. <laughs> so, okay, so, I, I, so here's what happened. We all used to gather at the shop, right? And Dean had his uh, puzzles. He had his puzzles. He had loved puzzles. And, and a, 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 for one friend of his would bring back puzzles from, uh, from China, you know, from different parts of the country. And these are box puzzles they have to somehow get apart. And right. Wooden boxes and those kind of, you know, sometimes the metal uh, puzzles that you have to kind of get apart, you know, those kind of things. He loved them. He had them on a, uh, a big stand in the back room. And, and so I remember one day it was Dr. Bill, my good friend, Dr. Bill Courtright, who he and I were really close friends and, and we would rib each other. He would, what I mean is he would rib me. And then uh, <laughs> Alfonso was there and I was there. A bunch of people were in the, in the shop at that one time. And so Dean was always getting us. So one day I found at one of these uh, novelty shops in the Valley, I found an exact replica of one of, I found an exact replica of one of uh, Dean's puzzles from China. Oh. A wooden box, right? And so I bought it, and I, I brought it in. At the time, I was riding a motorcycle. I had motorcycle boots and kind of had the whole nice. get up, you know? And and that uh, becomes important in a minute. So I, I bought it. We went into the shop, and I replaced on his stand, on his cabinet, in his cabinet, I replaced his puzzle with my puzzle. Mm-hmm. Right. And so we're sitting there and Dr. Bill's in the barber chair and I'm sitting on the couch and Dr. Bill would always rib me. And uh, I said, Dean, bring me bring me one of those. Pu- bring that puzzle, would you? And so Dean goes and gets my puzzle, <laughs> picks it up in his hands and brings it to me. I start working on it, working on it, working on it. Uh, Dr. Bill's giving me some trouble. You know, he's like, ah, I can't get it. I can't get it. You know, he's ribbing me. I go, I'll get it. I'll get it. I'll get it. You know, he's ribbing me some more. I'll get it. I'll get it. He's ribbing me more. I'm getting more aggravated, more upset, more, more, more mad. Uh, and then uh, I finally said, you want me to get, you want me to solve it? I'll, I'll show you how to solve it. I'm going to solve this. I'll solve this for you. And I stand up and I walk right outside of Dean's door. I put that on the ground and I stamp the heck out of that thing with my motorcycle boots, shatter it to a million pieces. I go, there, now it's solved. I get on my motorcycle and I ride off. Uh, <laughs> does Dr. Bill know this is happening? Uh, yep. Okay. We, he and I were both in on it. That's hilarious. <laughs> oh my God. And, and Dean was like, what just happened? Yeah. Incredible. It was great. How long did you wait before you gave him the 
Well, or the pro okay, now I will tell you where I screwed this joke up. Okay. Now, it, it, today, I would have followed through. I, I wouldn't have come back for another day. Done. Mm. But I couldn't handle it. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I, got, I came back. Thing. I would have immediately turned around, and then afterwards I would have been, fuck, I should have waited. I know. Yeah, I was like, I should have waited. That's you know? great. But it was fun. Man, it was uh, John, fun. quickly, you are back in the Peller this right. week. Right, so if you're listening to this, I guess, on Thursday, I'll be in the, the Peller tonight, Thursday, tomorrow, Friday, uh, and Saturday and Sunday. On Saturday, the 8 o'clock show, and then all of Sunday, we'll both be with Taylor Hughes as Robert has Oh, that's what i got to come see this. Yeah, version. so... Um, and as we record this on Wednesday afternoon, I have zero idea what that show will be. Uh, oh, you mean he's not just slotting in and doing? You've well, got to replace. Yeah, because Robert and I have so much like specific stuff that we do specifically that I don't think Taylor and I have time to oh, really do. Wait, does Taylor play any instrument? Oh, he does kind of play ukulele. You know what? Oh. I have no idea. There's, there's, you know, I've <laughs> you, come see, you're fucked. Come see a show. <laughs> yeah, it'll be, it'll be, it'll be fun. I don't. Talk, well, let's record on Monday and we'll see how my weekend went. Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, on Monday, I'll be at UCB, uh, I believe it's at 8 or 9.30. We're doing a fun improv show that is uh, half musical improvisers and half uh, people from the touring cast of Book of Mormon. Cool. Uh, so we're doing a musical theater quiz against them, which we will definitely lose. And then we're doing a musical improv set, and they're welcome to join us. I don't know how many of them are going to do the set with us. Sure. Oh, uh, wow, that. that's yeah. great. That's Monday at UCB? Yeah, it's Monday at UCB. Frank Flynn or Sunset? Uh, sunset. Should cool. be fun. Uh, where can people get tickets to that? Just UCB.com? UCB, and make sure you go to the, the part of this site that's for the Sunset venue. Will do. Tickets will be there. Thanks. Jonathan, thank you so much. This was a blast. Thank you so much for doing this. Thank you so much. This was fun. Great interview. I was really happy with that. Thank you very much. Thank you both. All right, we'll see you next time. See you next time.